Welcome to The Spirit of Success, a podcast hosting honest conversations for people who want to show up and work in life to create their own limitless realities. Each week, we deliver spiritual inspiration from real people, sharing their stories about authentic living from the road less traveled. Now here's your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I am so pumped to have you for a new episode this week. My guest this week is Michael Challenger, and I'm laughing because I want to give you a heads up that this episode starts with a lot of giggling because I could not get my words straight (laughs) at all. And really funny story, I ended up calling him Michael J. Challenger. And he's like, there's no J in my name. (laughs) There's nothing at all. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know why I just said that. And then he told me after we recorded that his parents actually named him after Michael Jackson. So, and I didn't even know that going in. So yeah, I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. He has a really interesting story. He came from a performing arts background. He is the CEO and and founder of a company called the Optimal Living Summit. And they he has basically taken all of his knowledge and wisdom and funneled it into this company And he's had so much life experience in so many different areas of the planet, but also in so many different industries. And I think it's so unique, his take on health and wellness. And you're going to hear more about his his journey and what his company is offering the planet. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So please enjoy. Challenger. <laughs> Welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. Thank Thanks for so being much. here. It's so good to be here. We're just working have a good time. Yeah, we are. Oh my God, there's so many things. You are the founder of the Optimal Living Summit. So maybe you can start off by telling our listeners about the Optimal Living Summit and what motivated you to create it. Yeah, CEO and founder of the company. I really, here's the thing, there's so much to (laughs) this whole experience of Optimal Living Summit was something that I did not foresee in my life whatsoever. Literally, it's one of those things when, when, when one trusts their heart and decides to just really listen, it's amazing what can come from that. So I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I know that the connection to it was really a, a sense of taking charge of my life when I wrote a book, we can start there. How far do you want me to go, Tracy? I mean, do you want me to go back to like the idea of being a, you know, uh, the j- journey of performing and how I got to optimal, or you just want us to talk about wellness? Cause that's what I can do too. You tell me what you're comfortable with, because I think this, the whole, the whole point of the show is for us to hear from you really, what do you define as success? So if you think that telling your story is going to help more listeners, then absolutely do that. And you know you and I can talk about wellness forever. So you tell me where you feel more comfortable. Okay, so I so that's clear. So I think here's the thing. I started to understand, you know, from a very young age when I was in, I come from the world of the performing arts. And in my journey, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people telling me what I need to do. A lot of people telling me how to connect to myself you know, the way that I look, 
what I represent in society, you know, there was always kind of a lot of stigmas attached to who I was as a man. So I just developed a lot of insecurities and not being sure how to present myself based off of what family would say, based on what society would say, based on what, you know, friends would say. So people's opinions and their views on me had huge impact. And so it was always a struggle for me because I, I, you know, I'm quite the fighter in one way where I'm always, I've been since I was a kid, I'm an only child. And so I always thought I need to figure this out on my own. I need to, I, I need to look at life through my own lens so that I can develop my own perspective and come back and share it with people. So my friends from a very young age, I started traveling. Uh, my first overseas contract was when I was 17 years old. People would, I would say, Michael, where are you going? Like, where, where is Michael going? Like he's always all over the place. And it became a thing after I got my first overseas job, I realized how wonderful life was, how vast it was, what it had to offer. And I almost got addicted to the idea of just kind of the seeking spirit in me was Mm -hmm. awoken. You said that a lot of people's opinions had an impact on you. Do you think it created confusion because you didn't know who you were? A hundred and twenty percent because I I didn't necessarily have a plan. I wasn't the kid, you know, the performing arts, again, kind of came to me, but it wasn't something that I sought out or wanted to do. I just followed my heart, which was a great thing. But at the same time, when you focus on what the world is trying to tell you or what you think, when you want to just be good at what you do and 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 and, and survive, you, you pay attention. And so it created a lot of confusion as to, is this the right way? What's the right path? for one to take in life and what makes sense to me. So there was a ton of different questions that I constantly went through. And I knew that the only way that I could figure it out is if I kind of, I went off on my own journey and developed my own sense of self and answers for self. So I have two questions. I guess the first question was, is that what prompted the travel? That, that's okay. exactly what, pro- that's what prompted yeah. the travel. Okay. And then my second question is at the time, were you aware of, oh, I'm following my heart or was it more of the quest to find yourself? It was really, it, it was both when I started to understand what, what was actually leading the way, because again, like through this whole self-development process for myself was what's, what has saved me in everything that I've done in the past. And it's always in my heart, right? The intuition of self trusting self was always something that I I kept working on. And every single time that I listened to it, it was right. How did you develop that trust? Meditation. I think one of the biggest things for me was to to get quiet, to to get still, to pay attention and, and, and figure out ways of developing this unique relationship with self, falling in love with self. The concepts that people talk about today, when I was a kid, I deliberately self-sabotage myself because I thought that if I thought too highly of myself, that I would be a dickhead. Whoa, that's like next level. <laughs> yeah, I literally thought I would. So I would always say like, remember that, this is crazy that I'm saying this, I can't even say this right now. But I said it, I said, you know, you're, you're a loser. Like, don't get too high on yourself, buddy. Because if you do, people are going to start judging you they're going to think you're too full of yourself they're going to they're going to criticize you so always stay keep it stay low michael like stay under the radar yeah blend in stay under the red like just don't shine too much because if you do you're in for trouble 
that was part of my subconscious mind, but I also think it was part of like generations of pain. Interesting. And do you think that that, but you were a performer. Correct. Which means I was a performer. So everybody around me was like, this is amazing. At the age of 13, I was, you know, doing music videos. I was, I started traveling. Then when I, you know, at 17, when I did overseas contracts, I mean, everybody was like, this is an incredible life. Are you happy? I think I, of course I enjoyed the experiences, but in the back of my mind, it was never good enough. Don't, don't think too highly of yourself. Stay grounded. It was, so it was really weird of the, my inner voice, what it was doing, but it wasn't actually connected to what was actually happening outside. Yeah. I was going to say, because you were a performer, right? So like there's, there's like naturally like limelight and attention and all these things, but that message was happening in your head regardless. Regardless. And, and, and even though people were clapping and even though people were like, Michael, this is really, you're doing a good job. I did not receive any of it. So I kept myself in a place that was very, and, and I understand. Now I understand where it comes from because again, that's what society wanted me to believe about self. Every time I looked at the news or anytime I looked at something, it was still, you're a black man. This is what we think about black men. This is, there was this whole condensation about what, how far we should go in society. And I've never been about using the race car, Tracy. It's not my thing, but it was ingrained. It was literally imprinted in my mind. I looked at my uncles. I looked at my father. I looked at the limitations that they put on themselves. That stuff gets passed down. A hundred percent. And once it gets passed down, no matter what you're doing, you carry that with you. So I had to like understand it on a really profound level. Like, where's the disconnect? Everybody would be like, I can't wait to see you on the Grammys. I can't wait to see it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> never, never, no matter how good. And I, and I worked my ass off. Like I performed and I performed and it was like, and I was getting amazing contracts. I was working with amazing people. So it's, it's really, it is fascinating now for me to kind of look back in retrospect and go, wow, like what we can do to ourselves if we don't take the time to really like investigate and, and, and set ourselves free. You mentioned your uncles and your dad and the limitations that they placed on themselves at the time, or even now since then, have you had a conversation with them about that? Actually, no, not to that extent. What I can say on behalf of an uncle who actually passed a couple of years ago, brilliant guy, had always amazing ideas. He was an inventor, so he would come up with these really cool inventions, but his self-worth was zero. So, so the way, you know, without like getting into all the details, just the way that he passed based on his actions, you knew how he truly felt about himself. So that's, so th that's where you go, okay, this is the thing. There's a lot of talent happening and going on, but for some reason, nobody can really actually identify with it or actually accept it. And so it's deep, it's really, but it's amazing because when I, when you separate yourself from that, because you can identify the pain and then it's also a choice to go, okay, I get it, I see it, but now I'm going to go beyond that and I'm going to actually do my own research of sense of self and now reprogram the mind so that I'm able to actually live the life that I truly deserve. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's such a key thing that you hit. You just talked about self-worth and self-image right? How you see yourself, how you view yourself are so important. If you want to make any major change in your life, and when I say change, if you don't like the way things are, are now, then at some point you will have to change. 
and you and I know this because we have, we both have studied with Bob Proctor. So we know this, the first, like, and I think Bob used to say this, you cannot outperform your self-image. You cannot. And I think what's interesting about that is that with the experience of actually going through the program, it was interesting because it, you know, it came to me, somebody told me about the actual of TIR and I decided to, you know, look at it because that's just my personality. Let's go for it. Let's see how I can improve myself. And when I started the process, Tracy, it was like, literally there was two things that happened. It was Bob giving me the permission to be who I'm meant to be. And the material stretched my life. Like it stretched me in a way where I was like, okay, so I am a visionary. I do, I have grand thoughts, but now I can actually level up, be on the same frequency so that I can actually attain those dreams. So things were, and it was interesting because when I met Bob, a, a point in my life where it was, it was definitely emotionally connected to my life. I went to one of his conferences in Toronto and I was sitting there and I had already written my book. Right? My book is uh, Don't Let Fear Paralyze You. I brought my book with me and it was something that I, you know, they're like, bring your book with you because, you know, just bring it. And, um, and as I was sitting, I was sitting at the table and he came up on stage and, you know, some of his affiliates were there with him. When they started to talk within seven or eight minutes of him talking, I literally tears coming out of my, my eyes because I knew that that was part of my mission. I knew that hearing him was, I'm, I need to be doing this more. I need to create impact with more individuals, help them inspire, help them see themselves and, and really get them to understand their self-worth. I, got, I have to impart this information for people that come from different communities that I know that if they get the information, that's all they need in order to set themselves free. Because so many people are stuck and they don't know how to get out. It's okay. You can be the CEO of your company. You can't. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. But if you if you put your if you work hard and you actually start to really show up and take responsibility for your life, things will manifest. But that level of trust, thank goodness I incorporated Buddhism and chanting and all the things that I have used, the tools to help me stay in that place to keep me centered. I understood it on a on a very deep spiritual place. And with the material, it all just kind of was like the synchronicity of it was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I get this now. I understand how to how to move. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And I think that everything you said is so accurate. I want to ask you too about the like work hard because I just want to clarify because I've been called out on this show before because I say that things don't have to be hard. And there's like, there's two versions of like work hard or hard work, right? There's like the hustle paradigm, like work, work, work. And that's not what I'm talking about, right? When I refer to hard work, I mean like the hard work of actually changing your mindset, actually reprogramming your subconscious, doing the, like doing the work of like, okay, this is generational trauma that has been passed down and it like, it stops with me. Is that the hard work that you're talking about? I think that it's a combination of it all, Tracy. I think that there's times when you have to step it up but there's times when you can pull back and be smart about how you're going to do that and actually take the time to do the, your own personal development, your work. When do you step up? When do you step back? I mean, it's you. I can't answer that because the changes and the experiences of life, like if you're willing to be open, you never know how you have to maybe at that moment in your life, you're like, if I want to get this now and I feel like I got to hustle hard to make it happen. 
once if I get there and I actually attain that goal, maybe I can now, you know, I can ease up. I, I'm, I'm here. We can figure it out. But there's always, you know, that's been my life anyway. My life has been where it's been like, this is amazing. And there's times where it's like, well, my, my mission or my, my new five year, 10 year goal has changed. You got to work hard now. You got to, you know, so it's really about, it's about timing. But at the end of the day, what we all want is to, you know, be smart <laughs> about so that we're actually, we can util- utilize our energy and put it in the right place so that we're not exasperating ourselves or we're too tired to actually do what we really want to do. But don't be afraid to work hard is what I feel. Don't get into this place where you're like, no, no, I'm going to coast. I'm just going to like, because that's what my, if your mindset's kind of like, it should be like that way. No, there's times that you should be uncomfortable and there's times that it's going to be comfortable. Yeah, I would say one of the one of the most important things that I learned from Bob was the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable or the familiar with uncomfortable because some people are like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable and I'm done with that." Or society's teaching us that if you have fear, get rid of it as quick as you can, which usually means abandoning what you're doing, right? Yeah. And I think that that and I think the conditioning of that is being put up. It's being placed on in anywhere. That's dating apps. That's work. That's anything. Oh, if it's too hard, no, just go look for the next thing. And I don't know. I don't think I think when you are in a place where you're clear about it, you got to like you got to stay in it. And sometimes it's going to be rough waters and that's okay. Yeah, 100 percent. And like we've talked about it on the show so many times, the fear is guiding you. If you choose to see it that way, I believe that the fear is telling you something, right? If you choose to see it and sometimes it's pointing you in the right direction. Yeah. I think fear when, when those, when the emotions, when it comes up, it's because it's because you care. That's my guidance. What I, when I know that if it's something that I'm supposed to be doing and I really care about it and I feel fearful around it, it's because I'm in the right direction. So, so emotionally I get it. If you, if you start to get lackadaisy and you start coasting, and you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Like it's just, it is what it is. And you don't, and there's nothing happening. You're not, you're, there's zero passion around what you're doing. Then you're not actually living. No, hundred percent. And I think I, I'm sure you have stories about this too. I was living my life one way and just assuming that's how it like life was. I just accepted that. And I actually was coasting, but I didn't even know it. Until I started experiencing things that I, too many things that I did not want. Exactly. And, and it's until you decide to go to really start to seek outside of what you, you know, it's really incredible what, what kind of like what paradigm you can stay in, what, what the life that you can develop for yourself, just assuming that that's how it should be. Yeah. And I think the scariest thing is if you don't understand this information that we had been taught through Bob, right? If you don't understand this, I didn't get that I was actually manifesting the people in my life. So when I would talk to them and be like, oh, I'm in physical pain all the time. I'm constantly stressed. They would be like, yeah, that's normal. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just, again, I just foot off. Curiosity and my gut and my instinct was telling me something's really freaking wrong here. And I felt it like in my body, it was like, something is off. Why am I in pain all the time? All the time, you know? And then other people were like telling me how their situation was worse. And I was like, oh, I guess I should be grateful that it's only <laughs> 90% of the time and not a hundred. 
you well, know? But, well, and here's the thing too, right, Tracy, is that again, when you start to operate on a lower frequency and you and, and if you identify with fear, it's one of the lowest frequencies that we can, that human beings can experience, right? So when you start to, you know, have like, when you go into victim state and then you're like, I'm, you're going to compare with other victims, like, no, 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 but my situation, mine's worse though. You don't understand. And then when you, so when you're competing at that level, you're in this vortex of just complete toxicity. You think in your mind that I'm not toxic, the people around me are toxic, but you have to take responsibility of the fact that if you're speaking the language and if you're communicating at that level, it's time to actually now like literally look at yourself and say, no, it's not just them, it's me. I think it's fascinating with uh, education. And knowledge, and that's why I love TIR because it's like, it gives you it gives you the tools to really um, yeah to, to to grow. Yeah, and I'm working with someone now, and we were we were having this conversation around knowledge because Bob used to say too, like, is knowledge power? We were talking about it, and he said, knowledge is power if it's intelligently directed. So, like, you can read. I talk to people all the time who read all kinds of books. But like nothing changes in their life. They do a post like I read 52 books in the year. And then their life is the same as last year. Or like there's nothing attracting me to their life. But there's nothing that they're doing that excites me. And I don't even feel like they're totally excited by what they're doing. But they read all these books. My question with that is like, well, why are you reading the books? Like what is motivating that? You know, like you can read three pages of a book, get this download, and then go out and take action and change your life. Yeah, well, it's. I think that the thing about it is, is that when you, it's the paradigm. When you are stuck in a in, in old habits and you actually haven't experienced, again, emotionally, if that's where it's at. So if you if you're just theoretically going through the motions and you're taking in the information, but you actually haven't felt it in your heart, usually as human beings, we move in two directions: either we're inspired and we want to move, or when we're desperate, we want to move. Right. Usually that's when we're like, we got to I, I got no, I, I got to get a job. And then we move because we, we emotionally feel what's going on. You got to have a book or you have to have something that's going to compel you to actually want to do something and not just have a knowledge base. Because what that's the most frustrating thing ever is to read stuff and know it, have a conversation and be like, and you could be sitting at a table and everybody's like telling you stuff. And you're like, I know, I know, I, but you're doing nothing about it. Because now you're like, how come I know everything, but my life is still shit? Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's like that knowing doing gap that um, TIR, like the like program that both of us took, talks about. And it, I think the most frustrating thing for people I talk to, like like my clients and friends and family, is like, you could be more intellectually smart than someone, but they could have better results in their life. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, as we know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, everybody knows that, you know, how does one take action? in order to make it happen. And that's usually what differentiates people from actually being really successful and getting their goals. So it's, again, it's like through the movement, which is what I love because that's where I actually appreciate the movement part of my career, where it was like movement became a really key component for myself. And it's something that we, that I, I, I take pride in with Optimal Living Summit. That anytime we do a transformational retreat, Anytime we're doing something, there's always going to be movement so that we can get mind, body, and spirit connected. It has to be where people are now feeling it in their bodies, they're actually experiencing it, and that we can actually speak through the body and communicate with body language and get out of our heads. 
every single day we're, we're, we're in our heads. We go to bed thinking about things we wake up thinking about things, you know, enough, you know, I was blessed to have a career where I, I, I could move. Some people never have that opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's about teaching others how to do that so that they can start their wellness journey, start the process and do what's right for them. Yeah. I think we kind of went sideways. Um, because we're talking about your journey, you're 17, yeah, and in the performing arts, you were in like Broadway. You were doing Broadway. Yeah, I, I was. I you know I was born and raised in Montreal, so I was. I had an opportunity of working in, with the French community, so I did a lot of French television as well. So the, my my life was, I think, very unique in the way that I was able to do musicals and Broadway. But then, yeah, I did commercial work as well, where it was a lot of. There was some modeling, there was uh, commercials, there was TV shows. It wasn't the norm. Usually people, you know, when they're like in the world of Broadway, it's like, that's yeah, it. that's it. Yeah, like, like, that's like, it. It's like they, don't, they don't cross over. But I, so I was very fortunate that I was able to cross over and kind of do commercial work because it started that way. So I just mindset, Tracy, mindset, mindset, mindset. When I, when I, one of the shows that um, really kind of catapulted the whole Broadway experience was Lion King. And when I saw the show, I was like, I want to be in that. So it's like, what do I need to do? Like, do I need to sing more? Do I need to, like, how do I get into the show? And literally it just came down to like figuring it out, working with coaches around me so that I can get the gig. And I did. I think we all have that capability if we truly want it. And if we actually believe in ourselves and if we don't give up too soon, we can actually obtain whatever it is we want. So it was really, it was really, it was a cool journey for me because I learned a lot and I met a lot of people along the way. And able to work with Celine and I was working, you know, start to Celine. Like there was just like incredible experiences of like just visionaries and choreographers and directors that just like, that are like full of color and like personality and sometimes good, sometimes not. But you, you know, as a person, the, the man that I am today, like it, it shaped me into this person that really, a lot of it is still very much heartfelt, which is an extension of my business. So, you know, I'm very much in that space where you know, yesterday, Happy Women's Month, by the way. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Because uh, yeah, yesterday I was in, a, I was, you know, uh, hosting an event and, you know, I made a vow. I said, you know, one of the things that um, as a kid who grew up with a mother, uh, single mom, you know, um, who raised me, was, I was like, my vow is to, you know, always recognize how hard women, what they have to go through with what society tells them and, and you know, being a mom and all the stuff that, you know, that the stigmas around, you know, with women and, these movements that are taking place, it's like, it's amazing that women are now getting the respect and recognition that they deserve and actually being able to be seen as CEOs and directors of some of these major, you know, corporations. And I, I think that's what this, you know, we need, like what we're doing right now is to have more communication, have different types of people talking about this, hopefully, you know, getting people to wake up so that we're able to see each other collectively and have intelligent conversations. Right. And that, that's what this is about. It's just, you know, when you're unfamiliar, you stay in a place of ignorance. When you open it up and chat and just go like, oh, my God, Tracy and Michael, we're, there's so many parallels. It's unbelievable. Trust that. Yeah. And I think what you're you're also touching on, it's not always about the intellect. Like you're talking about how it's all about the emotional state. And we all have a gut read and a gut feeling on things. And I think the most painful thing, one of the most painful things for me is not listening to that. 100%. And that's the problem is that we all have it. We just don't use it. So we, so the intellect actually is, that's the problem. It's because when we actually stay in the head and we don't 
uh, connect to the gut, we get into trouble. And that's with relationships. That's with, that's with, what that's with anything. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> right, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 we, don't we know that? Don't we know when it's like, you know, when you hang out in, with somebody for too long and you're like, this isn't really good for me, but you choose to do it anyway because you think, depending on where your mind is at, depending on if you think you deserve better, right? So if the work of self isn't actually the first thing or the the, the focus, I believe that you'll at some point get in trouble because somebody who may be more dominant or stronger may sway you in the wrong direction. And um, something that's coming to my mind to like just ask you about is because you, you've given us a brief, and I'm sure there's more there of your of where you've come from, and it seems like you've learned a bunch of different. I don't want to even say skills because they're like, it's like you've almost taken like a different worldview kind of, it sounds like, again, (laughs) this is just what I'm hearing. Right. And you've channeled that into what you're doing now. And it seems to be very unique because given your background and the things that you have learned. So I guess I just want to know sort of like, what do you focus on as pillars of your company and the things that you want to teach people now, given everything you know, like, how do you, how do you condense that and like share that with people? I think you're right. I mean, I'm I'm very unconventional. So there's nothing there's nothing about me that from a very young age I've never had to. I, of course, I've had to uh, work within a structure and I've had to follow rules to a certain degree. But I I've really been a man on my own mission, trying to figure out how can I communicate what I think is what, what's needed in the world. So when it comes to Optimal Living Summit, it's you know the company offers various services, and in those services, it's all about experience for me. It's being able to take some of the experiences that I've been able to. So, you know, production, which is a huge part of my life, is always infused with what I do. So it's never just kind of like, you know, and again, I don't knock anybody, you know, uh, uh, sitting on the floor and meditating and being in a room with people that are like like-minded is beautiful. But I'm, I, I do have the, that, that side of the performer that wants to create a lasting experience so that people go, wow, like that was, that was transformational, right? Like, one, you know, I describe the agency as, 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 as a transformational experience. So any of the speakers, anybody that's associated with the agency, they understand what that is. And the, that word for me is what I, I know that we all can transform if we decide. And when we do, it's a phenomenal experience. Some of the clients that, you know, just yesterday, it's like I speak to somebody, he's like, I don't even know who I am. Like, I'm 40 years old and what's happening? And I'm like, I know. Like, if we can just open up that space, give ourselves the permission to be open, like just, just to be different, not to stay in that place where it's like, this is the right way. This is what my mother told me I need to do. This is what my girlfriend said. Like, just trust what you have and see where that goes. And you'll be surprised. So creating uh, experiences is, is a big thing for uh, with the business. Transformation is big. All of some of those, some of the words are what I always go back to when it comes to optimal. Yeah. And I love that you use the word experience because one of the first things that really sunk in for me was like, you cannot create a new belief without an experience. And even me, I've like, I'm like the ultimate scientist in the sense that I always test things out on myself first, just to see, right. Always. Because I, for something I didn't realize that was actually pointed out to me is like the word integrity like I cannot speak about something without having tried it. And if I, if, if I haven't tried it or if I don't know if it works, I'll tell you. 
But most of the time, I 99% of the time, I will literally use myself as the guinea pig. <laughs> well, Tracy, and, it is, and honestly, I think that's the, that's the best way, as you know, to um, create any level of trust. And people, I think, are, you know, more and more, we're just sensitive to people who are false, people who are, you know, trying to sell a story or trying to do it. It's like, you know, you, you know, there's some great salesmen out there that can do that. But I think we definitely have a, a way of living where, you know, if you, if we can, if, because it feels real. I love it. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I, right. I come back and I'm like, listen, like, I know from my own, you could, tr- you don't have to believe me. I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Either you run with it or you don't. Yeah. And it's like all we can ever do is share my perception, my experience of things. But when you have this felt lived experience, I don't know, this is just me, but you can, you, you can feel that. Like, I don't have to be super intuitive to know that that person is speaking the, the, the like truth, you know, like, you know, the truth when you hear it, right? Like we've all heard that before. Right. And so, you know, whether that could be true for you. But I think what you're talking about in that client of yours who is like 40 and he's like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, there's so many personas that were developed based on society, who we thought we had to be. So like, it's kind of like an onion, you know, I think we talked about that last time we were on a call, right? It's like the onion, it's just like peeling back layer and layer. And I think you and I can both attest to this. You find out this new part of yourself. And it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's it's, it's, a, it's amazing to know that you have something that you've never experienced before in your life. And you're like, I've said something for the first time. I, I've done this for the first time. It feels good. good. Or, 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 or not. <laughs> or scary as shit. <laughs> or scary shit. You know, whatever, like, right? Like whatever it is. But at least you you know and you can reference it and actually continue to live your life without ever having the, you know, the why or I don't know, or just in a place where you're, you know, you're just li- limiting yourself. Right. And that limitation, you know, this is I think this conversation, you know, it's for people who are ready to make significant changes to better their life. If you're comfortable and you think that this is where I need to be and I don't want to do anything to change, then that's okay too. But I know that what I've experienced and what I've been able to see in the world and what with people with with you know places and 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 what experiences can offer, it's amazing. So I try to take that those experiences and put them in my business. Yeah, I love that. And for some and for me even, like I didn't even know I wasn't living life. So I didn't know the alternative. Like I didn't know that there was actually living versus like I was just existing, but I thought that mm-hmm. was living. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. It's hard when you don't have examples. It's hard when you don't have somebody say, "Okay, Tracy, like what no, but look at this." So that's why when you go through TIR or when you go through somebody who's able to take a product and show you and you're like, "What? What when did that happen? And how come I didn't know about this when I was 7 years old?" 100% or maybe 6, but right? <laughs> right? Before the whole, but it's it's so true and that's why that's what motivates me to do this podcast and continue to share stories. Because this is what I did not have. I did not even know what the heck was possible. I mean, podcasts weren't even really a thing back then, right? But until I saw someone doing something and literally said, you can do it too. Like you said, it's that permission. Like, you can do it too. I was like, what? And people who were basically just like me were doing it. I was like, well, I can do this too. Like, there's no there's no reason I can't do this. And And to be honest with you, when you said following your heart, I didn't even know at the time that's what I was doing. Anybody who knows me knows I can talk about this stuff all day, every day, forever. Like, even when I, when I was a chiropractor, I was still doing this. 
on the side. Like I couldn't help but do this. It's like to your point, like I couldn't not listen to it anymore. It was like right there. It's 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 right in front of you. And that's the beauty about this whole thing is that you already have it within you, as we all know. It's just how are you actually using it and and being in service. And I think some of us, you know, we get confused with like, I don't know, like I don't I have nothing to offer. Like, why would anybody care about what I have to say? But there's almost eight billion people on the planet. Let's be honest. Is it almost eight billion? Oh, it's eight or seven. Yeah, I think seven point five. Seven point five. Exactly. But give or like, take. <laughs> yeah, give or take, right? But you know, but there's bound to be some people who care about what you have to say, and so that's the limitation. That's the beauty about just these podcasts and the internet, because then you know, at some point, somebody's gonna find you. Very quick story. It's funny. A lot happened yesterday, but. Um, <laughs> After the event, there was a woman who basically, I don't remember how we met. I, I just thought she was part of my social media and she liked what I was doing. So she just became kind of somebody who was, I guess, just following the work. And she messaged me after the event. She's like, I don't, do you remember how we met? I was like, oh, social media. She's like, no, I came to your screening on the Warner Brothers studio lot. It was my, right after I graduated. She saw my, she was there. And she's been following me ever since. And I was like, how are you, where, where did you come from? And when I was out, how were you still following me? Like, it was crazy. So it's like, you never know. And, like, I, and I wrote back to her, I said, wow, you just like reinvigorated me to like even stand up even more. And she's like, really? And I was like, yes, like, you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's following you. So always, if you can stay true to what you're meant to do and honor what you're meant to do, you have no idea who you're inspiring. Stay the course. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's really important, not just for me to hear, but for everyone to hear. Cause you know, I was checking every like, like once a week, I check the podcast stats and I don't care, but I just want to see what countries we're in. I'm just curious. I don't know why that always like surprises me. And I checked it just literally yesterday or today. And it was like Bolivia. And I was like, how cool is that? That somebody in Bolivia is like hearing our voices potentially like how shout shout out to Bolivia shout out Bolivia I was like that's cool I've never seen that show I don't think I've ever seen that show up on our list before and like Finland was there I was like that's freaking cool you know like that's that's cool and so yeah I'm glad you're saying that because I think some of the things like I used to be worried about like well how are we going to be interpreted in different parts of the world but I think a lot of the themes that we talk about here and that have been like popping up in the show are pretty agnostic. They're, they're like, it can appeal to anybody. You know? Absolutely. And it's, and I think what you're doing is beautiful. Just even based on our last conversation, it's just amazing that you came to this conclusion, right? Like you were somebody who, who was a bit more conventional to become now way more unconventional. I only know unconventional. Like, I'm like, this has been me for a very long time. You know, I love business. I love structure, but I'm very like passionate about like follow your heart. Like it's such a, it's been ingrained in me from a very young age. So I just want to commend you on the fact that you you made the choice as a, a female entrepreneur who's standing up and owning a business. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, I think I've been unconventional my whole life and I never owned it. Like I'm an Aquarius, I told you, right? So yes. So naturally, I was like just thought of things really differently, and I got shut down so many times. People are like, "That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird." And then you hear it enough, and you're like, "I'm weird. I'm weird." You know what I mean? 
and you start taking it on and then you're like, well, I'm going to fit in a box and maybe I'll be normal and not well, Tracy, be weird. It's exactly, it's exactly what we're saying. It's like, you believe it. You start you to believe, believe it. You start to you believe start it. You believe that like I'm weird. It's like, I'm not weird. I'm just, I have a different mission and you haven't caught on yet. And when you catch on, you're going to be happy that you, that you know me. And, it, and you, you know, it's interesting. They weren't even saying I'm weird. They were saying that's weird, but this is how I heard it. We, 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 we interpret pain you know, and, and the way that we and know totally, how. but, and now I'm like, Oh, I'm like 10 years ahead of the curve. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm great with that. You know, there will be people. Cause you said there's like maybe 8 billion, 7.5 billion people <laughs> in the world. There are right. enough people I can touch and like help and being okay with that. And you know, what the coolest thing is about doing a podcast is I can literally hear the difference episode zero. I called it to now I can actually hear the difference in myself and I can feel the difference. Like I'm not nervous before every single show as much as I used to be. It's just like a thing now that I'm like, still uncomfortable but more like familiar with which i think well well well, you're owning it and i think again it's like the combination of owning and attracting the people that you want to speak to yeah oh which has been so fun (laughs) right so when you're like hey i want to interview and you get to talk to people that like you're like i'm intrigued with what's going on let's talk about it that all that is amazing because it's like self-evolution sharing that being a part of a cause being a part of a mission like it becomes a beautiful experience you know, like I, I just started a thing called 50 Minutes of Love with Challenger. And it's like, I, I just started this kind of like, I just want to keep it really short. It's like people that have impacted my life. So I'm after this interview, I'm going to be interviewing somebody that started my overseas journey, who hired me when I was 17 to go to Italy. And we were on the phone today just talking about, you know, I was like, okay, let's, you know, we'll figure it out. But she has changed so many lives that I'm like, I got to talk to you so that people can hear like what type of woman you are. So you're doing incredible work, Tracy. Thank you. And I did the same thing. I had two people who were from my chiropractic days who just completely transformed my life. One was a teacher and one was, I don't even know what his role was. And I've had both on the show. And it was just, it meant so much to me because I'm like, you guys have both been on my gratitude list like so many times, but to have both of them on the show, it just, oh, it just warmed my heart. So people need to hear these people speak because at the time, especially the like one teacher had no reason to give a shit. I told her, I'm like, why do you give a shit more than you're paid to? She had no reason to, but that's just a quality human, you know? And I just wanted, I just wanted to share her story and cause she's so She's so amazing. I think about it all the time. And so the fact that I'm alive, they're alive, and I got to actually bring them on the show, tell them to their face how much they meant to me. No one knows how like how deeply that touched me. It was like this moment that I'll cherish forever because people that have this impact on you, I call it like a tattoo experience or something like that. It's just, it just, you don't forget it. You And it's more the feeling, right? Like they were the first people who showed me like you can do it. Well, and it's, and it's wonderful that you can actually, that to kind of go back in the past and reconnect with those milestones. That's where the idea came from. I was like, okay, if I can actually talk to the people that have have created those imprints on my life and share those little moments, I just think it it becomes like part of your own personal legacy of what you've been, like what what life was like. It's a beautiful self-project. Totally. And then I think what's cool about that too is because it has this influence on me, I want to help somebody else. A hundred percent. Instead of going the other way, right? Instead of going the other way and being like, oh, no one cares, blah, which I did. (laughs) But eventually I found my path and I think we all do in our, in our, in our own way, but it really motivated me to like continue their spirit. Like the spirit of how and why they were able to help me is the thing that I want to, you know, 
continue to do forward. So, and I think you're the same way, which is so awesome, which is so awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, Tracy, it's all about that. Like this is not, and I think that's the whole thing about when you, when you do go into the space of meditation or whatever the spiritual world, whatever you choose, the, the purpose becomes bigger than what's happening with just us as a human being. Like I, I couldn't, I love, I love Michael now. I didn't love, I didn't like him for a long time. Now that I love him, I still understand that there's so much more than just what I think of what I do. So if I can, right. So it's so important to bring back those people, have those conversations, know that it's actually in service. And at some point, you know, the law of cause and effect, you will reap that effect. Yeah. And that's not why I'm doing it, but a hundred percent that is, I am working with the law, right? hundred percent working with the law is hundred percent. It's, yeah. par- it's part of it. I mean, I want to be able to know that I'm making good causes so that I can receive good causes. I want to live a good life. I want to stay on a really good frequency and not know that I make shitty causes and have a shitty life. I want to know, like, I'm like, okay, let me keep doing good and receive good and, and be in, in alignment with all of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. When you change your life to live to like work with the laws. I mean, it's a game changer, which at some point we should probably talk about because that's important. But I want to quickly, I know we could keep talking, but I want to respect your time as well. So there's two questions that I, I do usually finish off with. All the other questions are just came to me. So the like first question is about success and how your relationship to success is today and what that's like. I think what I know success to be today is it has helped me become a better man on, on the planet. Like I understand success for me was very daunting. And I think, which is why I kind of, I, I, I refrained from it and I didn't want to take the, you know, the, <laughs> the role of being a leader to lead other people and to really always be on, but success has taught me how to be a better person. And what I love about success is I'm doing what I love. So it because the the experience within success and what's coming from the success is phenomenal. I feel like it's I don't know success is a you got you got to love what you do <laughs> you gotta you got you gotta love it you know for me to 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 feel like I want to continue to be successful like you can feel success can be either way you can be you can have success but have a really bad life. So if you can find the balance and be happy with success, then that's the ultimate formula. And then my other question for you is how can people find out more about what you do and get in touch with you if they want to? I think the best way is what I like to tell people is that if they're ever interested in working with me, they can go to my website. So it's www.michaelchallenger.com. And on the homepage, I have a thing called the mini success workbook. So what I what that is is that people can download it for free and just get them thinking about what type of success they want for themselves. And what I do as a as a coach is, you know, fear has been something that I've been studying. Fear has impacted me. I like to guide people that, you know, they can, you know, go to your journey, but I'm kind of the guy when you're like, okay, I got here and I'm stuck is where we actually have that conversation. So um, the best way to do that is would be to go to either you can go to the uh, my website or you can go to Instagram. My handle is michael.challenger. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll put all of that in the show notes so you guys can click on it. Um, but if you wanted to just go there now, he said it, it's there. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you. Have a great day, everyone. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really, really enjoyed um, hearing Michael's story. We have so much in common. So, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. He's also an Aries. I'm an Aquarius. We're both Scorpio Moon. So there's just so much. If you're into astrology, then you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, there's just so much alignment. So again, thank you, Michael, for being on the show. I learned a lot too. Um, Really opened up my eyes into the importance of experience, how it is more of a teacher than intellectual book knowledge. Um, and you can go really far, really fast if you want to. Again, if you if, if that's what you choose to do, when you accept yourself, love yourself, and are open to new experiences. So that's the thing I took away from this episode today. I would love to hear what you took away. I also wanted to thank you for also tuning in to all of our listeners. We appreciate it so much. Shout out, Olivia. Again, yeah, so happy that you have tuned into our show, whoever you are out there. I also want to ask that you subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating or review. We absolutely love it. Um, If you want to reach out to me, you can do that. My contact information is below. Happy to open up a conversation about working together or answering any questions that you have. So I can't wait to share another epic conversation that we have with you next Monday. And until then, be well, stay well, and make it a great day. Bye. Bye.